You are listening to Curious Cat, a podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. And I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week as I examine what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. I need to admit something off the top. I'm a little threadbare today. Worn, hollowed out, weary. I'm not sure if this is grief manifesting or events of the world at large, but I'm here with you where I want to be most. And since regret is today's topic, feels right that my heart is a bit heavy. If you're having a day as well, How about we take a deep breath and reset together? Breathe in. Breathe in deep. Draw oxygen down to your toes. Imagine the oxygen molecules swirling through your body, absorbing the sticky stuff, the hurt or shame or anger or frustration or sadness that's bogging you down. Good. Now exhale out all the junk in one throaty groan. Better, right? I watched two TED Talks given by Brene Brown. The first was on shame. The second on vulnerability. I hadn't heard of her before last night, and I highly recommend you give both a quick watch on YouTube. Well worth your time. I've provided the links in the show notes. I went to sleep with those heavy subjects and her insights about them stirring through my brain and soul and woke up with a mild headache and the word regret whispering through my thoughts. That's how this podcast came to be. Regret. I believe it's the blood brother of shame and vulnerability, fused at the side to its fraternal twin, Apology. I'd like to explore this more here and open us all up to healing those deep-seated regrets and maybe even accepting the gift regret has to offer. It does, you know. It offers a gift that can transform. Regret, among other things, can be a powerful teacher, but like usual, I'm getting ahead of myself. It feels like a timely conversation. As I sat behind the computer this morning um, doing research, a news alert came on the radio. It was a recording of a Seattle man. And I should make a note here that um, I don't typically listen to the news. I've kind of, that was my New Year's resolution. But the news flash said um, they had received a 911 call from a man that had murdered someone in Seattle. They aired parts in which he admitted to his crime to the dispatcher, and he seemed to be processing what he'd done, expressing what sounded like disbelief and regret. It hurt to listen to the call, and there's no way I'd re-air it here. In fact, I'm going to channel that pain into healing for us all. 
So what is the definition of regret? I know it as this residual pain and guilt from doing something I wish I hadn't. Psychology Today defines it as a negative cognitive or emotional state that involves blaming ourselves for a bad outcome, feeling a sense of loss or sorrow at what might have been, or wishing we could undo a previous choice we've made. So what's the opposite of regret? Berkeley Wellness says it involves a feeling of remorselessness and satisfaction over having made what we believe to be the right decision. They give the example of someone that chooses not to travel on a certain flight and then later that plane crashes. It's dramatic, yeah, but it also cements the point. There are similar emotions to regret that are worth mentioning. Regret versus shame, for example. Shame means something is wrong with me. Regret means something is wrong with my choice. Regret versus remorse. Remorse means I feel guilt, shame, and resentment for my choice, whereas regret is something something is wrong with my choice. Regret versus repentance. Repentance is regret as a teacher. I feel regret for past actions or non-actions and vow to do better in the future. We'll talk about the silver linings of regret later. Characteristics of regret, and these come from Katherine Schultz and her TED Talk titled Don't Regret Regret. Again, that's in the show notes. So characteristics of regret she called out. One, denial. She explained this as the make it go away factor. I heard that in the man's voice when he spoke to himself about the murder he just committed, caught on that 911 call I mentioned. The second characteristic of regret is bewilderment. How could I have done that? What was I thinking? Again, it hurt physically to hear him express that in the phone call. Those exact questions he asked out loud to himself. He'd kind of forgotten, I think, that he was on the phone. The third characteristic of regret is punishment. It's the intense desire to punish ourselves after we do something we perceive as the wrong choice or the wrong decision. I could have kicked myself is a common saying associated with this characteristic. Curiously, the man did not express this over his confessional call. And four, the final characteristic of regret is perseveration, which means to focus persistently and obsessively on the exact same thing, as in make it go away, make it go away, make it go away. Think of it as the first three characteristics repeated in a loop. ThriveGlobal.com wrote an article, and um, notably, they included the work of Bronnie Ware, who is an Australian nurse who spent several years caring for patients in the last 12 weeks of their lives while recording their dying epiphanies and simple antidotes to regret. So here are the 10 most common regrets in life, according to them. 
Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Sometimes later becomes never. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Money comes and goes. Memories last a lifetime. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Do your best to be responsible, communicating how you feel in the present. Number four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Make sure you take time to let those you care about know how you feel. Number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. We spend so much of our lives pleasing others and we put ourselves last on the list. Find what makes you happy and do more of it. Number six, I wish I'd spent more time with the ones I care about and less time on social media. Don't give up your gift while wishing and promoting someone else's. Number seven, I wish I cared more about those who cared for me. Taking people for granted is sadly commonplace. Stop and check in on those you care about. Just because someone doesn't ask for help doesn't mean they aren't in need of it. We're all fighting a battle. Number eight, I wish I was more present with my kids when they needed me. I probably take this to an extreme, but oh well, it's who I am. I I couldn't live with this regret. I will drop anything even now that they're grown to help my kids. Number nine, I wish I had listened to my gut more. Trusting your instinct is part of being confident. Life happens outside, not inside your comfort zone. And the last, number 10, I wish I had followed my passion. Our time on this planet is short, so use each of your 1,440 minutes a day to follow your passion. This became crystal clear to me after I turned 50. It turns out that the things we're most likely to regret are the things we did not do. That was from a Cornell study. I can relate to that. Can you? When we don't take action, like say, accept a job or ask someone out or try a new thing or finish our education, well, then our imaginations fill in the blanks and it tends to hype up the lost choice. They call it the lost best choice. If we hold on to regret, our bodies and brains pay the price. In terms of the brain, studies have used MRIs to scan the brain in real time while participants performed computer tasks that introduced regret to see the impact on the brain. So they use this uh, simple investment type game. Uh, Participants opened boxes that contained money on a computer And they could continue opening those boxes and uh, accumulating money until this devil emoji came out of an unopened box. And at that point, they lost everything. So after they stopped, if they chose to before the devil popped up, they were told how much money they would have earned if they had gone on simulating regret. So researchers found that regret causes two things to occur. One, There was less activity in the reward center after experiencing regret. So less ability to recognize and experience something positive like a reward. 
And two, there was more activity in the threat center of the brain. So you're on hyper alert now, right? And you're not able to feel the good stuff. Both are really awful. And together, it's kind of devastating. An interesting finding that relates comes from a study done at the University Medical Center Hamburg, which demonstrated that healthy older people may actively disengage from regret when nothing can be done about it. This seems to discredit that old way of thinking that an older brain was not able to evolve and was in a state of deterioration. Well, that's not true. Apparently, their brains showed, after being subjected to regret, increased firing in the areas that were involved with emotional regulation and control. They found a way to handle, in a consistent way, regret. I told you there was an impact that regret can have that you hold on to in the body. Unresolved regret can result in chronic stress. It can have a negative effect on hormonal and immunal system function. It impedes our ability to recover from stressful life events by extending the emotional reach for months or even years. That self-focused, ruminative thinking is characteristic of depression, and it can lead to that. Another source said that when you live inside of a filter of constant self-blame, it ultimately keeps you from re-engaging with life, leading to possible depression. So what impact did COVID lockdowns have on regret? Well, regret used to be thought of as an affliction of the old. This quote from John Barrymore speaks of this perfectly. His quote is, A man is not old until regrets take the place of dreams. After the two-year-long pandemic, we all are associated with grief now, with regret, well, with grief as well, but we're all associated with regret now, regardless of our age. We all had to make tough decisions about a multitude of issues. I had someone online ask me after I posted a story about my father's hospitalization where he was not allowed an advocate, and they asked me why I hadn't broken the rules and snuck in. Well, I thought about that, and I felt, and I still feel, that my fear was the hospital staff would have taken my disobedience out on my dad. I wasn't willing to take that risk. I'm sure you have a story or two as well, or a hundred. In fact, as the world opened back up and we reached milestones like one-year lockdown, two years lockdown, mask mandates, no masks, each one of those markers became, it came with this natural pause to look backward. And unfortunately, it's easy to feel bitterness, anger, and regret over what action or inaction we took. It's been like a regret boot camp in some ways. But if I had to give one piece of advice, it'd be to point to that saying, when we knew better, we did better. We all did absolutely the best we could at the time with what we knew. 
and there was so much we didn't understand. Let's take a collective breath and accept our choices, then move on. Regret can be productive. Yes, there's a silver lining to regret. I promised you that, didn't I? So in regards to young people and regret, it's worth pulling them out of the collective because young people in particular still see regret as painful, but consider it a helpful emotion. The pain of regret can result in them refocusing and taking corrective action or pursuing an entirely new path. Regret, in fact, for the collective, for the rest of us, all of us, regret was rated highest of a list of negative emotions in fulfilling five functions. Making sense of the world, avoiding future negative behaviors, gaining insight, achieving social harmony, and improving our ability to face and consider opportunities, presumably because we regret our prior passivity about things, I guess. Our wait-and-see attitude, maybe. Regret can be a teacher. It reminds us we can do better. The point of regret is not to hate ourselves for having regrets about our choices, We should feel pain when things go wrong, so we learn not to hurt ourselves or others. Regret plus forgiveness equals wisdom. Ask yourself often, will I regret it? Before making a decision, see if you can figure out which decision is more likely to end in regret. Seeing regret as a teacher can help us live a life with fewer regrets. I think that's a good thing. Not feeling regret, though, pushing regret into the furthest reach of your mental attic, not endeavoring to do better, both of those is what Katherine Schultz calls drinking the Western cultural Kool-Aid. By saying things like, it's fine, those past choices made me who I am today, or I learned a lesson from it, whatever, or regret and looking backward is a complete waste of time. She said that those and similar other strategies are in fact diagnostics that characterize a sociopath. She went on to say that we need to make peace with our regret. Put it in perspective. Put that regret in, in, put in that choice that led to that regret in perspective. You are not alone in your regret. Most people carry regret, and the company alone should be a comfort. She encourages us to laugh at ourselves. Dark humor helps us survive. God knows I learned that. I mean, I've always had that trait, but especially in the last couple years. It connects, she said, the positive, the laughter with the negative pulls in us and creates a little current of life inside. I really like that example. The passage of time also helps us make peace with regret. That saying, time heals all wounds. Well, not all, but the passing of time can give us better perspective. She didn't include instances when we continue to suffer regret 
and we wish to apologize maybe to the person that we hurt or people, but we no longer have contact with them. One strategy I've enlisted is to write a heartfelt letter that expresses my mistake. It'll include, it has included a sincere apology and what I learned and how I've grown from that moment on. I didn't have an address to mail it to, so I just burned it and released my apology into the ethers. As I was doing research, I found out that advertisers actually capitalized on regret for sales. Did you know that? They harness the power of regret. I feel like that's really seedy. We're probably all familiar with those depressing ads for life insurance in which conversations about, you know, happen at a funeral, focus on regrets about not buying insurance policies. More recently, V8, the juice brand, had a slogan, I could have had a V8 to motivate consumers to pick differently at their store the next time. Nike and other athletic brands use slogans that focus on next day regret for not exercising as a way to motivate healthier lifestyles and I guess presumably increase the need for their products, you know. So how can we best cope with regret? We can harness the functional aspects of it. Regret, like all emotions, has a function for survival. It's our brain's way of telling us to take another look at our choices. Regret is a major reason why addicts get into recovery eventually. If there's nothing you can do now to change the situation, let it go. Find a way to forgive yourself and let it go. Most people, though, have an easier time forgiving others than themselves. Make sure you're not taking too much of the blame. Consider the circumstances and the possible limited knowledge you had when you made that choice. That's super relevant, especially when I was speaking of COVID. We really need to triple down on that, right? We did the best we could. We made the choice we did. And one other strategy they said for coping with regret is reframe this situation in a more positive light. Or in other words, map past regrets to future action. You can use those past regrets to decide how to take better care of yourself in the future. If you're still unable to move past regret, focus on the present. Just stop looking backward. After you've culled knowledge from the mistake and made amends, just let it go. An incredible but very simple way to do that is to keep a gratitude journal. At the end of each day, write down three things that you're thankful for. You don't even have to flush them out, just little things. Um, I'm thankful for the roof over my head, um, the food in my refrigerator, and the health of my family, whatever. I mean, just three things, simple bullet points that help you to stay rooted in the present. That's my recommendation. So. 
I hope our conversation about regret has helped you to shed some of those old regrets you've been hanging on to. Maybe you didn't even realize you were hanging on to until our conversation, or at least pushed you to look them square in the eye and try to find a way to make peace with them and move on. Thank you for listening to Curious Cat. If you like the content, stories, and information, I'd be grateful if you could like and review us on your favorite streaming service. It will help others find us as well. Huge gratitude for my art director and audio engineer. If you are in need of those services, please find their links in the show notes. Also, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Join the conversation with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay curious. I love you.